All right, what's going on, everybody in Sharks territory? Good morning, Shark City. Thank God it's Friday because, boy, oh boy, that was last night tough. Last night was tough. That was honestly the roughest game I ever attended, ever. So we're going to briefly uh, react and reflect on what was a uh, very abysmal show. And um, I'm going to talk about some other things going on this weekend uh, related to San Jose Sharks fans. So, uh, you know, there's no need to ease our way into it. Let's get this bad boy rolling. Good morning, San Jose Sharks fans. I don't know how good of a morning you're having after last night's um, results, but uh, we're here. We're here for you. We're here to talk about it. And uh, we are Shark City Hockey, and you are you are joining us for Shark City Unfiltered, the number one trending live stream in Sharks territory. You know, if I keep starting off my shows with all these statements and affirmations, maybe it'll become true one day. And that being. Uh, the San Jose Sharks are better than what they look like. <laughs> I've been trying since September. I've been saying it, you know, since September, all last month in October, saying that the Sharks are better than what they look like. They definitely are better than what they were last night. I mean, let's just be honest. Opening night, right? The last, the last homestand, the last, the first four games of the season in October. You know, we're going toe to toe with some of the toughest teams in NHL, including the Stanley Cup champs. So, I mean, are the Vancouver Canucks really better than Boston, Carolina, Colorado, and Vegas? I mean, come on. Anyways, um, I'm Aaron James. If you want to, uh, you know, be involved in today's, on uh, this morning's, you know, very special early morning edition of Shark City Unfiltered, you could do so in two ways. You could join us in the chat room in the Facebook uh, stream that's going on right now on our page and in the Facebook groups or on our YouTube channel at Shark City Hockey where you find both of those. Um, while I have you right here at top of the hour, why don't you um, give us a like? There's not much to like about last night's performance, but, uh, you know, we're going to talk about it. So, you know, the San Jose Sharks, they surrendered a touchdown, an extra point, and a field goal to the Vancouver Canucks as they lost to a final score, 10-1. to I'm just going to give you my quick reaction from having attended last night's game uh that being that you know i know i know a lot of fans out there talk about um you know perhaps playing for you know deliberately tanking we'll just you know i'm not even gonna do any fluff today i'm just gonna call it as it is if there is any game that felt that way this was the one um i don't want to put this all on capo cockney because obviously capo cockney you know he surrendered what was it, six goals and then blackwood went out and it was like an additional four um, this is an overall, like this was a, a legitimate team effort to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's just what it felt like. Um, again, I'm going to try my best to like, you know, try to keep it, you know, short and simple because, you know, we don't want to spend the whole morning, you know, reliving last night, but I mean, 69 seconds into the game and there's a double minor, uh, two shots 
two goals on the power play for the Canucks. Um, that best line in the first period, oddly enough, was Luke Cunning, uh, Mikhail Gramlin, and Giovanni Smith. Like our checking line was the best line last night. It was insane, at least early on in that game. Um, you know, that, that second period didn't get much better, honestly. Like, and again, I'm not trying to throw this on the goaltenders, but beer league goaltending, I think, would have a better performance last night. Like, honestly, I don't know if this is just to, you know, add a little bit of cushion in case it comes down, you know, the wire at the end of the season for, you know, a tiebreaker, you know, because obviously the goal differential last night was negative nine. But, I mean, come on. Uh, there's too many freaking easy um, shots, sorry, you know, easy pucks crossing that goal line last night, including this one to start off the second period that really grinded my gears. Um, Kapo Kakinen literally looks at, I don't know who the Canuck player was, so forgive me on that, but he literally looks at, a Canuck peer, at the Canuck player near the post and still allows him to score by sprawling out in the ice, laying on his belly, and leaving the net wide open. Like, I'm starting to call Suss and Cap on the way these Sharks are playing. And again, I'm not a pro goalie, but when I see a player near the post, I anticipate the pass and the shot, and I hug the post, not laid down on the ice. Anyways, uh, so, you know, Emerson waiting in the trapezoid and then falling like at 12 minutes and around 12 minutes, 25 seconds in that second period pretty much sums up the season thus far. I mean, it's been tough. Um, honestly, last night, again, I've never attended a game like that that went down in that fashion. And just to me, the only thing that really grinded my gears about last night was like, where the F is the freaking pride, man? Like this is, if you want to lose like that on the road, by all means, but you should not be freaking doing that in front of your home crowd. And it was a pretty sparse crowd as it was, I believe. I don't know what the official number was, but when I was pulling into the parking lot, the uh, the parking attendants were telling us like it was going to be quiet at night. Like there's like 7,000 people or something. But um, man. Definitely wasn't that many people remaining by the end of the game. That's for sure. And, you know, um, stick taps to everybody that remained in the game and celebrated Fabian Zetterlin's goal. I mean, honestly, Fabian Zetterlin was a freaking hero. He prevented uh, what would have ended up being the worst shutout in Sharks history. Uh, so thank goodness we didn't get shut out. Uh, kudos again to Fabian Zetterlin, man. I mean... He's been one of the, like, you know, very few bright spots. I mean, give him player of the week. <laughs> give him the player of the week just for freaking saving. Anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, I hear David Quinn on the postgame um, saying, like, you know, we didn't play like a team last night. I mean, I think Sharks fans are starting to, to beg the question, like, when are you guys going to start being a team? Like, come on, it's November. I mean, these, these, um, the answers to these questions are getting a little routine. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I don't know what the Sharks are going to have to do to pull this together, but, you know, definitely, um, some peculiar, uh, lineups last night. And let me just pull up the, the official, um, official Sharks lines from last night really quick here. So, pardon me. Um, before I go off the rails with all my uh, till ranting here. But yeah, um, again, just one more time, I want to invite everybody. If you're joining us this morning on X, um, the app formerly known as Twitter, just kick back and relax and enjoy the show. Otherwise, if you want to take part in it, if you're into Facebook groups on our Facebook page or on our YouTube channel, you can do so by dropping a comment in the comment section. Um, so last night, uh, Anthony Duclair, Tomas Hurdle, and Fabian Zetterlin were on the first line. 
Uh, starting lineup was pretty dope. William Eklund, Mikhail Groundland, and Luke Cunning got the first. Uh, they got the first. Um, I mean, the second lineup. Um, oddly enough, like I mentioned, you know, Giovanni Smith, uh, Groundland, and Cunning, they were on the ice for a while. They played a significant amount of shifts with each other last night, and uh, they looked pretty solid. Um, Philip Sedina, Nico Sturm, and Kevin LeBanc were that third line, and then the, the official fourth line to at least start the game was Giovanni Smith, Ryan Carpenter, and Jacob McDonald. So yeah, you know, yeah, Sharks fans out there who are wondering, like, hey, so uh, what happened to Mike Hoffman? I mean, Mike Hoffman was supposed to be one of these guys that was supposed to come in here, a veteran that's supposed to like, you know, make up for whatever, um, you know, whatever the um, you know, defensive or offensive, pardon me, um, pardon me, to supplement for missing our defensive, um. Um, powerhouse and EK65 and our offensive uh, powerhouse and Timo Meyer, right? But he's not even freaking in the uh, the lineup. So, uh, yeah, very sus, man. Very sus. Um, it's it's yeah, it's getting tougher and tougher. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and that that's pretty much all I'm gonna really say um, on this because I could go on and on. And, and again, I'm I'm trying my best this season because uh, Shark City Hockey is rather known to chirp the San Jose Sharks. And uh, this season I was trying to, you know, turn the page, try to, you know, try something new, try to bring some positivity to Sharks territory. But I mean, when, when you have been freaking, when you only heard one point in 10 games uh, at this point, I'm going to have to kind of vent a little bit here because this is ridiculous. And on my, and on that next, on that next event, I want to know where is the captain? I thought the captain's supposed to go down the ship. I understand Logan Couture is, um, you know, supposedly has like what a lower body injury or something like that. But I mean, another setback. Come on. I mean, what's going on here? What is going on? Like at this point, this is reminding me of um, oh, what's that movie? Forgetting Sarah Marshall when Paul Rood is, you know, giving uh, surfing lessons. He's like, hey, when life gives you lemons, say F this and bail. <laughs> Where is the captain? Where is the captain? Anyways, uh, I could go on and on about, um, you know, how frustrating this is, but let's just get down to the, you know, the reality situation. It's only 11 games or 10 games, pardon me. Um, So, you know, hopefully you can only go up from here. um, But while we are talking about these games, let's just, let's just lay down the facts. All right. So um, these, these facts are coming from at shark stats on X uh, per sports radar. This is the second time it sounds like sharks allowed three power play goals in the first period. Um, the other time was back in 1995 against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, these 10 goals a season are tied for the fourth fewest 10 goals for the Sharks. Not the 10 goals that were scored on them last night, but the 10 goals that the Sharks have scored all season long are the fourth fewest in NHL history through a team's first 10 games in the season and are tied fewest by any team since the introduction of the center red line um, in 1943, 44. So yeah, uh, you know, sharks are definitely making history, but they're not, they're not doing it on, you know, they're on the wrong side of it. That's for sure. Um, the nine goal deficit was the largest in, uh, home loss in sharks history and tied for fourth largest in any loss. The largest loss was by 12 goals back in 1993 at the Calgary flames in which the sharks lost 13 to one. And just to put a little, you know, put a little bow on this, uh, present here, for us here in Sharks territory, the 2023-24 Sounds of Sharks are the first team in NHL history to register nine losses by two 
<laughs> two or more goals within the first 10 games of a season. Yeah. Tough times, man. Um, so congratulations to um, <laughs> Anthony Duclair and Philip Zadina. They had some milestones last night, 500 games for Anthony Duclair's 500th career NHL game, 200th career NHL game for uh, Philip Zadina. And congratulations to head coach David Quinn on your 300th career NHL game. All right. My bad. Uh, how's everyone's morning going out there? <laughs> you know what? Um, despite the results on the ice, I still liked, I still love being at the SAP center at San Jose, AKA the shark tank. Um, it is still my favorite place to be at in the world. And, you know, sharks fans were in good spirits, especially those who remained. Um, and let's just hope that, you know, this Saturday, this Saturday with the giveaway coming up that, you know, we'll have more people in attendance and let's hope that, you know, the sounds of sharks will actually show up. So, yeah, next up is EK65 and the Pens. It sounds like Sharks will be giving away a uh, mashup jersey here. The um, Golden State Warriors, a.k.a. Barrier Unite theme night, is going down again here in San Jose, California. So uh, if there's any reason to go, is to cop one of these pretty freaking fresh-looking jerseys. Like, I'll be real with you. Um, I've said this like I've said this plenty of times before that um, – you know, some of the uh, mashup jerseys in the past just weren't, they, you know, they're missing the mark. They weren't really hitting at all. They were hockey jerseys that were, um, they, you know, they were they were mocked up San Jose Sharks hockey jerseys with the colors of other teams. They've actually done the Warriors before in the past. Uh, once it was all yellow uh, with uh, blue as a secondary color. Then it was all blue with yellow secondary color. This is the first time the San Jose Sharks actually got a mashup correct, in my opinion. Those look fresh. I like how it looks like a basketball jersey. I like how they have the Warriors at a minimal. Obviously, the template is the Warriors, you know, but the Warrior logo is at a minimal right there in the corner. And San Jose Sharks with 91, obviously paying homage to our uh, inaugural year when we joined the league. That right there, it takes the focus. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, last season's Niner mashup jersey where it's pretty much a white and red Sharks hockey jersey that kind of goes looking like a Red Wings. <laughs> but you get the gist of it here. Um, show up. Get loud. Something's got to give. And I know a lot of Sharks fans are thirsty for that first victory. A lot of you really want to see that dub come this Saturday night at the Tank against EK65, Sidney Crosby, and the Pens. And I don't blame you. At this point, I, I I don't care how they get the victory. I don't care if it's in a boring shootout. Just get two points already. All right, moving along here. Um, later on tonight, very special night in Sharks territory. Well, not Sharks territory, but for Sharks territory. And that is San Jose Sharks uh, legend Patrick Marlowe is going to have his second jersey retirement this year. Obviously, back in February, we raised his jersey to the Raptors at the Shark Tank. Um, this Friday night at 7.05 p.m. in Seattle, uh, the Seattle Thunderbirds are going to honor Patrick Marlowe for his time as being a Thunderbird. He played two seasons there. They are going to raise number 12 to the Raptors tonight. Um, so congratulations again on Patrick Marlowe on a wonderful career. They actually have some pretty cool, um, some more things going on, I believe, this month. So you have, you know, he's going to, Marlowe is going to eventually be inducted in the San Jose Sports Hall of Fame. And speaking of Hall of Fame, Dan Rudzinowski is due 
to get, um, you know, in the media hall for the Hockey Hall of Fame this month as well. So, you know, um, let's hope that, you know, with these positive vibes kind of flowing, uh, you know, flowing out there in Sharks territory that, you know, eventually the Sounds of Sharks will do something and get a victory. But again, one more time, congratulations to Patrick Marlowe. Um, and, you know, congratulations to um, to Dan Rusinowski as well. We're on that where we're at that. So we got comments. So let me get to the comments. We have some uh, people chiming in from um, on YouTube. And let's see. Sharks. Let's see what he says. Uh, Sharks fans, be patient. You want to come deep. And I think he needs to finish it off here. My bad. There we go. So Sharks fans, be patient. Come deep with years of top and draft the talent. Don't rush for a middle of the pack team or a one and one team. I think he means one and done team. Go for a dynasty. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, you have the fans out there that, you know, they have their mind long term. Right. And then you have like maybe like, you know, a quarter of the fan base out there who are already scrapping this season and they're salivating over next year's draft class. I'm not one of those. Like I mentioned previous uh, previous episodes, you know, I'll talk about draft class come February. And besides, I know one of the players that fans are focusing on on and giving a lot of attention to is Macklin Celebrini. And as I mentioned on one, a previous episode of uh, Shark City Unfiltered, you know, Celebrini, uh, we played his favorite team last night. And they smashed on us. <laughs> uh, Sharks fans have short term memory, which I don't blame them given the results. You know, we haven't won a game since April 1st. And gosh, what a day to win a game, right, uh, for Sharks territory. But, um, you know, back in April, back during the last time the Sharks won a game, um, EP Rinkside gave an interview for Macklin Celebrini asking them how it felt to be essentially the projected number one overall draft pick this season. And a lot of people are stretching it with the whole full circle narrative about his father being on, you know, the uh, Barry uh, basketball team in the Golden State Warriors. I'm just going to say this one more time for those in the back, and I ain't trying to be, uh, you know, negative here. I'm just being 100% honest. All right, it's called unfiltered for a reason. Um, back in April, he told EP Ringside that he loves the Vancouver Canucks, and why wouldn't he? He grew up in Vancouver, and if you really want to talk about full circle narrative, his father played on the Vancouver Canucks. So what makes more sense? Him being one year as a junior shark, and his dad being on the basketball, you know, Bay Area basketball team staff, or playing for his hometown team on the team that his father played on. Right. So anyways, um, someone made a joke last night saying that the sharks won't win the draft lottery either. <laughs> I'm not trying to talk about all of that right now. We'll talk about that more in February because that's when the trade deadline will be approaching. And, you know, we'll really have a, a firm grasp on what this team is all about because apparently according to David Quinn, they're not a team yet, whatever the hell that means. Anyways. Um, but yeah, that's my spiel. That's my reaction. I'm just going to give a solid um, one solid regulation period of hockey here as we reach the 20 minute mark. Thank you, everybody who's been, um, you know, supporting Shark City Hockey. Uh, this is our fifth year anniversary, and it seems like it's going to be the toughest season thus far. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, creators out there got started like at the height of the shark success. Shark City hockey's been unique. We've been swimming with the sharks through thick and thin through these toughest, you know, the toughest waves here because our season started when they fell from grace. So for five years, we've been behind them. And even though the sharks lost, and that was the toughest loss I've ever seen 
still love my team, still going to support them, still going to feel like any given game day they can rise to the occasion. Let's hope that somehow, some way, they could find a way to gel. Maybe this will be the game to really freaking, you know, put things in perspective for the team. I believe uh, it was Nico Sturm. Let me just double check here to make sure that's factual. But I believe it was Nico Sturm who said, um, you know, this isn't on the coaches. Like, essentially, um, you know, like they're not out there on the ice. So it's on the players, right? So um, let me just see this. Yeah, so and I quote, the coaches aren't out there playing. It's far too easy to play against us right now. And that's certainly not the coach's fault. It's up to us as players as we're not anywhere near where we need to be, end quote. That right there is Nico Sturm. Um, and he said, you know, that's the thing about Nico Sturm, his refreshing, quote-unquote, brutal honesty this season. You know, he's calling it as it is, and, and I can appreciate that. But he said that, you know, no one's feeling sorry for this team. You know, the only thing that is probably truly upsetting, I think, for Sharks fans is that for everybody out there, all the naysayers, all the people who are, like, not putting any respect on our team's name, all the people who may be actual fans of another team imposing as Sharks fans, ha, um, you know, they are out there freaking, you know, like essentially being vindicated, right? Like all this smack that they're talking is like being validated from this performance. So time to freaking wake up, guys. Let's freaking go out there, sounding like freaking Croft right now, and put up a victory, right? Um, just give us one. That's all I'm asking for. We have nine home games in the 14 games in this month of November. Um, so I'll be real with you. We don't want to sit through another eight games of that. We really don't. And if you keep putting that performance on the ice, you're going to get less and less turnout and and less and less fans showing up because they're going to probably rather enjoy the brew and the grub at home. Right. Anyways, but I'll be there. I'll be there every game. And as a reminder for um, the away games, join Shark City Hockey on the YouTube channel at Shark City Hockey for uh, live, uh, real-time uh, game reactions as we are going to be do doing our uh, watch parties for the away game this month. Um, I'll try to do every game. I'll be 100 honest with you during this time of the year with my work. You know, the, um, you know, the schedule starts picking up a little bit, have longer days, so I'll do – these watch parties as my work schedule permits but either way if you want to stay on top of you know some of the freshest more relatable sharks fan content out there you could do so by following us on social media on x instagram tiktok facebook youtube you name it <laughs> at shark city hockey uh, so thank you to everybody again happy friday all right thank god it's friday um one more time for those who may um, you know be joining us a little bit late here live? Uh, if give us a like, and you know, let's hope that the Saudi Sharks could actually freaking get a dub when they have their you know um, warrior mashup night. I mean, that would be the night, right? That would be the night. Get a dub while you're out there doing a barrier unite with the Warriors. Uh, so, I mean, if they can't bring us any luck, then I don't know what. <laughs> All right, everybody, y'all have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, again, one more time tonight, later on tonight, Patrick Marlowe is going to be having his jersey uh, raised to the Raptors in Seattle. So congratulations to our legend. And, um, you know, hopefully 
the Sounds of Sharks. Hopefully next time we get together, we'll be talking about a victory. All right, I'm Aaron James. Thank you. Very short, sweet episode of Shark City Unfiltered, the number one trending live stream in Sharks territory. Shark City hockey is always innovative, never imitated, and you can find all of our previous episodes at sharkcityhockey.com. Y'all have a great rest of your Friday.